Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media, and PR professionals today. Hey, everybody, this is Bob Cargill from Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. We are looking at the calendar right now, and it is Tuesday, and I do have to look at the calendar because this life in quarantine, the days tend to blur together. It is Tuesday, October 20, 2020. We're six or seven months or so into this pandemic, this coronavirus crisis. So I want to say I'm thinking of you. I'm wishing you well. It started this whole thing back early in the year, early March, late February, and geez, now we're almost towards the end of October. Elections are just around the corner, a big time of year. Hopefully, be, before long, we'll be able to have the pandemic in the rearview mirror, and we can get out to seeing people in person, not working from home every day, like, like I have been, and I'm sure many of you have been doing, too. Um, this is episode 113 of Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. Time goes by, as do all these episodes, and today I am very thankful, very happy, very excited to have not one, but two special guests, and, and Matt and Robbie, this is the, a first for me, 113th episode in, this is the first time I've been interviewing two folks, Matt Haas and Robert Lee, I'm so excited to have these two gentlemen on the show with me. Matt is a web developer and a YouTube guru, and we'll find out a lot more about Matt as well as Robert. Robert is a videographer, has his own video production company, and these two gentlemen, we're going to learn an awful lot from them today. Matt and Robert, I'm going to ask you to respectively introduce yourselves to those who are tuned in, watching and listening. Maybe we'll start with Robert. Okay, I was going to say if we're going to go clockwise or catalogwise, but that answers the question. So, <laughs> so uh, as Bob says, I'm Robert Lee, uh, and as I start off with uh, our show, uh, Rose Wednesday, uh, that uh, I'm the executive video producer and founder of Shala Productions, where we create marketing videos, as well as uh, providing live streaming service to the medical and the education community, and uh, with especially in pop culture. And uh, it's, it's always uh, fun to be able to try to meet the needs of clients in terms of addressing their video needs, as well as making sure they're staying target on their goals and purposes and creating their videos. Excellent. Robert, and, and right, sorry to interrupt be, before you even begin, Matt, but I, I was remiss in, in not saying at the beginning, at the top of the show, that you are co-hosts of Verbose Wednesdays, and we're going to talk a lot about that in, in just a minute. That's a big deal, and, and I've been watching it, and I've been very impressed, and, and we, we're going to hear all about it as, as this show progresses today. Matt, you are on. Excellent. Yes, Matt Haas, that's who I am. I have a website called allthingsyoutube.com where it will point you to my YouTube channel. I am a YouTube expert. I have several YouTube channels, but the one I'm pushing now is the All Things YouTube, and it's a show where I cover anything that's new and different on the interface. I tell you and show you what that is so you know all the latest analytics, all the new tools, all the new tricks, how to set your videos up properly to get those views. That's what I cover on the channel. I stream uh, every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's a lot of fun. Open Q&A the whole time. Get to help a lot of people that way. So yeah, web developer by day. 
YouTuber by night, and I'm just having a blast. Jeez, from between the two of you, I am going to learn a lot during the next <laughs> half hour to an hour, depending on how long we, we talk, as will anyone who, everyone, should I say, who is watching and listening. Matt, I need to hit you up on uh, all things YouTube. I have my own channel, you probably know, with hundreds of videos, um, but I think I have more videos than I, I have subscribers, and I have to do something about that. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, if not today, after the show. Um, be happy to tell, help. Yeah, thank you so much, Matt. Tell everybody, if they haven't, and I'd be surprised if they haven't, tuned into Verbose Wednesdays. I know, Robert, you, you, I believe, started the show, then Matt joined you at some point. But uh, tell me all about the show. Um, I've watched it. I'm impressed. But, but I say, tell me. Tell, tell whoever's watching and listening all about Verb verbose Wednesdays, what they could expect if they, they tune in. Uh, uh, one thing's a, a pretty dead giveaway. It's on, on Wednesdays, I, I would imagine. <laughs> but other than that, tell everybody about it. Well, the, the show, uh, pretty much we focus on video production, video marketing, uh, live streaming, everything inside of the, uh, video production. And it's a matter of just uh, finding engaging ways uh, to engage with the audience. Uh, on those matters, sharing what we know, as well as addressing questions that folks may have uh, within within those uh, categories. And uh, it, it's just, uh, I think a lot of it is just making sure that uh, when we present the material that it's, if you find the expression organic in a way that uh, we're, we're making sure that we're understanding like, uh, you know, what what the questions may come up with uh, from the audience, as well as any, any anything that we come up with, uh, whether it's a topic or how, how we talk about it as it's one that's helpful and, and engaging. So, um, and that's pretty much what we, we focus, focus on, on those topic. And, uh, and in terms of Matt's involvement, he was there from day one. We, we both know each other from, we both worked on the same workshop that we started in April uh, with the, they call it LIDA, which is live streaming every day in April. Uh, through an uh, uh, organization called uh, Live Streaming uh, Pros. And it, it gave a op great opportunity uh, for us to either, those that are just getting their feet wet in live streaming, the, how, how they present themselves, as well as uh, being able to learn what it takes to create a, a, a great program. And so uh, when it came time to uh, try to continue uh, what we learn, uh, I, you know, I automatically thought of Matt to reach out to him if he was interested in and doing the show with me just because I enjoyed the, the content he put out there uh, on YouTube as well as just how he presented himself that I thought it'd be a great way to learn how he conducts himself, how, what it takes to run a great show and, and do my best to do my part to share what I know in, so, in all things related to video production and, and, video, and, and video marketing. And, so, and, so Robert, both you and Matt came up with the idea and, and were there from day one together. You, is, is that how it started? So uh, video, sorry, Verbose Wednesday was originally a, a social media post I would put out every Wednesday on, on social media. And when it came time to try to create a program, I thought since now with the pandemic hit us, it's yep. more focused on video content. It made sense to try to slightly repurpose uh, a social media post into something engaging and that that's in, in live streaming. And that's how I naturally thought of creating the program. And then from the idea is the matter of just being able to try to make sure to create content that's engaging and get people involved or, or at least uh, want to come in every day, every week to, to watch, watch the program. 
I'm glad I asked that follow-up question because that, that explains why I was thinking you had started it because I follow you very closely, Robert and I've known each other for a long time. Matt, we haven't met until today. You had to remind me because I felt like I knew you because I've seen you so many times on the show with Robert. You guys are an awesome team. I, the, 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 the synergy between the two of you, Matt, and, and Robert, you, you are pros. Um, Matt, what, did, what about your background and how did you, I mean, Robert kind of explained how you guys yeah. got together, but how did the genesis of all this thing, the, how has it evolved? What's the journey been like for you so far? Well, it's been a, a lot of fun. As Robert said, we were in a workshop together and we're both geeks and we're both, we both love pop culture. So it was a perfect fit. And um, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I think we do banter off each other really well during the show. And that's, that's really important to uh, hold an audience's attention. But yeah, I, um, I, it's, it's, how, how many shows? We're less than 20 shows in now. We do it weekly. And it's been a lot of fun. We go back and forth, figure out what we're going to talk about. And um, we usually jump on the session a little earlier before it goes live. And we bang out a few details and we turn it on and we, we go. <laughs> I know you do. I, I, I've watched. It's, it's, and it's hard to turn it off. You know, <laughs> when we get going, it's, it's full speed ahead. It's a lot of well, fun. You both have a lot of energy and and knowledge and and i couldn't resist asking you to be on my show turning the tables on you guys because you're usually host <laughs> and i i know from my own experience it's different being the guest it kind of throws if you used to be in the host in control of the conversation if you will it's a whole different perspective and i don't want you to hold back today by the way i don't want you to feel like you you can't have that banter between each other and, awesome. and maybe i can join in at some point but let me ask some more questions about the show. It is live. That's a difference between my show. I, I tape mine and, and, and then put them up a day or two or three later. You guys do it live. Is there additional pressure? What are the advantages? What is the downside to doing it live? How, how did, again, either of you can answer these questions. You're, the the, the it, advantages it, are the interaction because when you're live, you can interact with the audience. And people like when you interact with them, it's just human nature. And that's the big plus about Verbose Wednesday. You can go there, you can watch it live, and you can interact with us hosts, and you can ask your questions, and we'll answer them, and we'll get ideas from the audience. It's, it's a lot of fun that way. And we'll have a topic too, so we're delivering value, and we're interacting. That's so, why we do it live. So, you know, this is a marketing show and I always want to point out, emphasize, call out, highlight, et cetera, the learnings, the takeaways right there. You said something very, very important. It's interactive and, and today marketers, advertisers, brands, businesses, there's nothing more important than interacting, engaging with your audience, allowing them to ask questions, answering those questions in, in real time, and again, I've seen the show enough to know that you guys do that. And, and what would your advice be to brands and businesses who, who aren't doing something like you are doing? How do they get started and how could they use it to sell products and services and, and, and put a face on their brand? Well, I mean, 
the first thing I, I think of is that a lot of uh, the videos I see, whether it's live streaming or, or produced or, or pre-recorded, there's still that underlying uh, basis of the basic marketing principle, just knowing your target audience. And especially, you got to know what content that you're going to produce as to what you're going to present in front of the camera. That's what, I think that's sometimes people forget before they go on in front of the camera, not so much what they're going to say, but what's the, the program going to be about, trying to determine what the goals and purposes are in, in the meaning objectives of presenting your material. And so for me, I've always, in slightly answering the question with a video production answer, I've always been a big uh, advocate of pre-production and it applies the same principle in, in live streaming where, you know, not only you coming up with an idea, but just in terms of just, you know, what's the message you're trying to get across and then, and then everything that, that revolves around the, the program, graphics, uh, uh, the other other materials and assets that come with it will fall into place because you're just trying to make sure that the, the message message is is coming through. So that that would be the, the 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 big point I would make is just knowing knowing your content and making sure you have a plan to, to follow through. Uh, I think one of the the big things uh, going back to an earlier point about the workshop that Matt and I. Uh, or involved in uh, the, the the big thing that that really help is learning what they call a show flow, and it's the idea of just having like an outline of your program as to like how you structure your your content and, and presenting before you go on live stream. Because I find that is is critically important. Just to having the idea and having the content one thing, but be able to have it in an organized fashion, it's, it really makes a big difference. It in, in Matt, I want to hear your answer. I want to in in between. I want to say something um, in terms of what I wanted to your point, Robert, add that, you know, I'm almost going to answer my own question. Brands and businesses have been forced because marketing has changed so much to suddenly become broadcasters and, and media stars, if you will, or, or want to be media stars. And that isn't easy. I mean, someone like me, I was a copywriter most of my, my career. And here I am doing YouTube videos and having a podcast. And I know I'm not alone. Matt, over to you. Yeah, well, quick comment about the topic. Our show is the product. And we market off the show. We market in other YouTube groups. We market on our email newsletters, we market elsewhere and we bring eyeballs to the show. If a brand is looking to do live streaming, Robert is on point. You know, you have to have a purpose for live streaming and you have to engage. It's not easy. If you're a brand, don't just jump into this full steam ahead. You've got, cause it can go wrong. If, for example, if you do not engage with the people, that's bad. That reflects yes. poorly on you. You could be like giving value, value, value. But if you're ignoring the chat room, which are the people watching you, that's bad. So um, can live streaming be a marketing tool? Be very difficult to pull that off. I think of live streaming as making your audience better. And then your content or what you're selling or what you're doing online, that's one thing and then for those who are super fans they'll watch you live and a live show can make the fans you have better 
it's hard to have <laughs> a successful business where it's 100% live streaming. You can do it. A lot of people are successful at it, but a lot of people are not. It's much easier to publish edited videos or to do something else online and then use live streaming to make your audience better. That's sort of the, the way I look at it. Yeah, no, you, you, you made that clear, Matt. And, and more what I'm suggesting in, in, in alluding to is say you're a sneaker brand or, or a grocery store or a hair salon, that is your product, those are your services. But I'm saying the advantage to having a live streaming show or any video or, or podcast show like, like what I do is you do enhance your brand. You're not necessarily directly selling via right. via that show, but you're building a brand. And I think you were alluding to it. You, 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 you're closing the gap between you and your, your audience, especially if you're interacting with them, and they're going to be more likely to do business with you at some point. Absolutely. If you're, if you're, I know someone who has her own salon and she's starting to put videos out there. And the whole idea is I'm giving you value. Oh, by the way, I have a shop at this location. If you're around and you know, you, you want the person who just taught you something interesting to cut your hair. Yeah, ab absolutely. Absolutely. Boom. Yeah. Because there's trust, there's, there's likability, there's what I said about you at the top of the show, Matt, I've seen you enough on Robert's show to feel like I know you. When you know someone, you trust them, you're more likely to do business with them. And, and Robert, 100%. go ahead. I, I saw you, you had your hand raised. All right. I'm like, it just gets me excited just because it, it hits upon like some of the content that you put out before Bob, where you talk about authenticity. And, and for me, I think the, the real value in, in the engagement with the audience is you're getting information like valuable feedback in real time from the audience. So if, if you are actually uh, talking about a product or a service that you sell, or even if you're testing something, I mean, that's the best way they get the reaction is from the audience in real time, because something you may not know that the audience may pick up that you can carry on for whatever your next marketing meeting is or whatever uh, the, the next uh, project that you work on, just because if it, it makes a big difference of having the information at that moment, then to find out like five or six months after a product launch is like, Oh, darn, we forgot to factor in this variable. So, um, so if anything, it's, it's, in, it's invaluable in both ways where, the audience get the, the real-time engagement to, to know the people in front of the camera authentically uh, and have that one-on-one uh, -on -one moment. At, and, the, and if we flip it the other way, the, the people in front of the camera are getting meaningful dialogue from audience or fans that they can take away, whether it's their, their next project to make improvements or what, whatever the, the next content that they might put together to their next video in terms of getting more feedback. So. Well, Robert, ironically, you and I met, I believe, through the New England Direct Marketing Association years yes, ago, sir. NEDMA, New England Direct Marketing Association. And, and direct marketing is, is what I do for a living. I just happen to use social media to, to do it. That, 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 those are my channels. Um, but direct marketing is a, a two-way street. It's a dialogue between the brand and the customer. And, and yeah, it's selling. Um, but, you know, so on social media, I'm not direct selling, but I'm indirectly, um, ideally leading my, my clients to a sale by having them interact with their customers and the customers giving feedback and, and they build the relationship. And, and that's what you're telling me about the live stream and especially you are getting that feedback. 
and engaging the audience. And to me, that is, if, if not is, should be marketing in, in 2020. Do, do, do you agree, Matt? Am I, uh, are we all on the same page? <laughs> if you're not marketing on social media, you're not marketing correctly. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Without a doubt. Yes. No, I love it, Matt. Um, and, and that's what I've been telling my, my clients, by the way, for years. I started my blog in 2004 and, and haven't looked back. I was a traditional marketer for many, many years. I, I still do traditional marketing, but I have made a living the last 10, 15 years or so partially by, by educating and consulting to clients, telling them what you just said, get on social media. Are you going to be be left behind. I love um, marketing. Here's, here, can I just say, yeah, you can 80% of success is marketing. Maybe even more of that because, you know, I have the channel, all things YouTube and it's YouTube, 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 but you know what it really is. It's not really about YouTube. It's a grow an audience channel. You can't be successful without an audience and you can't get an audience without marketing. So a lot of what I do teaches you how to get eyeballs from off of YouTube onto YouTube because they love that. That's yeah. called a session start. You, the developers love when your video is what starts a viewer watching on YouTube. Doesn't have, they don't have to watch all your thing, but they, they could be watching 10 different channels before they stop watching. If yours was the first, you get special credit from the YouTube algorithm. Yeah. And yeah. That's I want marketing. that kind of special. I want that kind of special credit. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm I'm on the creative side. I, I should actually go over here. The the right side, right brain, is is me. I've been a copywriter, creative director. Now I'm a content creator. I'm all right brained thinking for the most part. That's awesome. To the right. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I've enjoyed it. Made a decent career out of too. it. I have a design degree. I went to college for design. That is wicked cool. Yeah, you can see all the colors and in, in background. <laughs> you, I, you do have a nice sense of color and, and design. Um, but where I'm going is I don't always think analytically and the numbers yet. Usually I have someone who helps me with that or we're, we partner together on, on that kind of thing. But it is a left right brain thing, ideally, marketing, meaning you need strategy. You need that audience, as you said. Robert, you said the same thing. Um, you know, it's all about targeting. You could have the best product, service, presentation, video, podcast in the world, but if you don't have an interested audience and they're not engaging with you, you're, 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 you're dead in the water. Yeah. Exactly. Thumbs up for that one. <laughs> Love that. You guys are such pros with the, the props and, and all. Hey, I'm going to throw a, a curveball. Um, it, it, so we did, uh, I did tell you a few of the questions I might ask you, um, but uh, I got plenty, plenty of questions up my sleeve that, that uh, I'm thinking of on the fly. And, and one's just jumping out at me. I'm looking, because you guys are the experts here, I'm looking at three different screens, mine being one of them, and we all have different backgrounds. And I know there's best practices. Now, again, I'm not a video expert, but I spend a lot of time in front of the camera these days. Um, right. I know you guys spend a ton of time behind the camera, um, but also in front of a microphone. Tell me, it, and, and it may vary a little, there's two of you, so maybe the wow. answer is gonna be slightly different. What are the best practices for those who, again, are jumping on video for, for backgrounds and lighting and hey, if you wanna jump into sound and all of that, go ahead, could be a long. 
two, long, two uh, second intro before I'll pass it to Robert. I did a video on this exact topic. It's called 22 tips to talk to the camera. So I've break it all down how to do it. Give the URL right now, Matt. Plug that <laughs> if you know it off the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll look. What I'll was look the name of it? 22 tips. 22 tips to talk to the camera. Go yeah. on the All Things YouTube uh, Facebook. There you go. Or, I'm sorry, the YouTube channel and uh, just do a search the channel. Matt for is not a marketer, tips. but he's, he's the best not un, non-marketer in marketing that I've ever met. Well, <laughs> so far, no, you I, I, I can rattle off a few of them if, if you want. I don't want to tell me about time. backgrounds. Why are our, our three backgrounds different? Oh. I'm on Zoom all day with all my different clients and, and everyone's background is different. What, what, what's best practice on that? My, my best practice is unprofessional is the new professional. The background should be things that are interesting to you to show your real self on the camera and on, on the show. Now, that doesn't mean I don't deliver professional content. I deliver awesome, valuable content. But look at this. I've got video games. I've got pop culture, uh, piano. It, I, there are things I am interested in in my real life, and I think that just enhances it. If you're on a blank wall with a suit and tie, that's not very interesting. So yeah, backgrounds are. I love Matt's answer. It ties into Robert knows because he watches my, my videos and, and knows how I think. Authenticity, being genuine, being who you are. I say put a face in your, on your brand, a smile on your face. Let people get to know you. Exactly what you said, Matt, and we've never talked before. I agree. However, I do hear a lot of people, or, or let's say I see them, with the green screens and the company logo and that's it. And I do think to myself, eh, that's kind of, you know, it's, a, it's professional, but I know nothing. I'm not getting an understanding of who the person in front of the camera is. And so I agree with what you said, 110%. It was something about unprofessional or informal is the new unprofessional is the new professional. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic quote. If I was live tweeting this, show uh, that would be a tweet what do you think robert do you agree i feel like a, a bull ready to jump out because actually we had this uh, topic uh discussed in an earlier program we had a special guest on about about how about the background and presenting and to me it always depends on the context of the video that's presenting a lot of times i look at it is you want to put yourself in the best light and 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 put yourself uh in the best foot because you never know who's gonna not so much who's going to watch the video, but just who your audience are. So sometimes if it requires, if it's like a, a formal presentation or, or just a, a formal talk that the, it may call for you to, to get a little bit gussied up. But if it's like an informal uh, a video conference or a messaging or something like that, uh, you know, it, that's where, you know, something where it's a little bit uh, different, like, uh, Matt and I background would, would come handy. Uh, it, it just, I, to me, it always so like is a case by case basis as the determinist to how how it look. Um, green screen, uh, you know, I, I think as long as she, the key to anything anything with green screen is having great lighting because a lot of times um, it it's it's just making sure that uh, you have everything well lit, uh, especially evenly lit. Because if you got a little bit of a, like a hot spot where one's more hot than the other. It may look kind of funny. I don't know if it, if I would say it would look kind of like wavy like or just 
or I know what you are saying. I see it on people's almost, if, if I'm in on any Zoom call with, you know, 10, 15 people, uh, you know, and that might be a few times a week, there, there's always one or two that uh, use that green screen. And hey, there's nothing wrong with it um, at all. I understand it's personal preference, but that waviness, whatever you're calling it, it you, you can't help but be looking at it while you're, you're watching, you know, do you know what I mean? Trying to I, see I, I when- advise it. I advise against it in almost all cases. If you can pull it off and you're good at it, like Robert is, Robert is a professional. He does it right. But there's a lot that can go wrong. Um, even if you get it dialed in, a lot of people are too close to the green screen and the green will reflect onto their person. And they'll have this green haze on their skin and on their shoulders. It's, it's not good. And Zoom has an automatic green screen, which programmatically puts in a fake background. And that's even worse because when you move your head around, it's sort of fall. I think it's, that's what I was talking about. Man. Yeah. I yeah, see that. that I'm, because I'm not a fan. No. I have tried it myself and didn't like it. I quickly said, no, I'm not doing this. You want to know a really funny story? You guys are the first to hear this. And it's quite embarrassing. But hey, I'm, uh, I'm not a, a, a video uh, pro. Again, I spend a lot of time in front of the camera. But I, so I, it, early in the pandemic, really trying to spruce up, spruce up my, my home office and get ready for all of this Zoom. I had been doing plenty of it beforehand, but, but I knew I wanted to make this more of a home studio. So you can see, I got my, my professional microphone here. Uh, you can't see the duct tape that's holding it onto the, uh, um, whatever it is, tripod holding it out here in front of me. But that aside, I think I got the professional mic, uh, got the lighting up here. I bought a inexpensive green screen. And so I wouldn't even call it a screen. It was more like tissue paper on um, Amazon. And, and you know, I thought, oh, I'm gonna be really professional. I hung it up behind me and it was all wrinkled. So maybe that's what you were talking about, Robert, with the, it just didn't work right. So yeah. guess what I tried to do and how quickly this thing almost literally um, blew up on me. I brought it upstairs, got out the ironing board, and started to iron it. It literally burned a big hole through it, like in no. seconds. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so yeah. there, there was my attempt at actually using a, a real green screen. So I think I learned if I'm going to use a real green screen, I got to invest in, in in something that's fairly significant. Is that right, Robert? As the professional, right track, that genius. Definitely need to iron out the crease to get the pull, get those uh, wrinkles out. Uh, what what I have is uh, one of those uh, I forgot what they call them, but you know, like in the hotel rooms, you have like those steam. Yes. That's that's what if 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 the material is made out of muslin cloth, I mean, that's a great thing to be able to just kind of iron out where you're using the steam to iron out those uh, creases, and then and then just a matter just uh, making sure you have proper distance away fr from the green screen so you don't cast the shadow. Where in addition to like Matt says, being too close is one thing, but the other thing is just make sure that you position yourself enough distance to to get rid of those get rid of those shadows and just strategically positioning the lights to be able to to get that evenly still I, I think you're on the right track right there i mean I, no no I, I think you know it, it's test and learn and and it's yeah, exactly. it's uh i'm not gonna forget matt's quote you know uh unprofessional is the new professional so i i don't worry about too much frankly <laughs> i mean <laughs> When, when I'm doing this sort of thing, because this is not what my clients hire me to do. When it comes to copywriting and, and marketing and, and anything to do with social media, that's what they're paying me to do. But hey, I'm, I'm you know, not uh, uh, necessarily a professional at, at uh, you know, videography like you are, Robert, or, 
and you too, Matt, in terms of all that you know about, um, you know, being on camera, behind the camera, um, et cetera. Um, what about back to verbal when, verbose Wednesdays? And then I'm going to jump ahead to a couple other topics. I want to make sure people know how to tune in. I don't want to forget at the end of the show. Um, it is on Wednesdays. You, you, you sh sh do it live on Facebook, correct? But then you share it elsewhere. Well, we do it live on Facebook. And just recently, about a couple of weeks ago, we also do it live on YouTube. And then we would share it on, on LinkedIn. And uh, I think we also share it at the, on, on Twitter as well. Uh, so, so that way folks can, for those that can't watch it live, they can always, they can certainly watch it on the replay. And uh, I, I've also, to make it easier, just because it, it gets to be a point where like, I think people may not catch the link, sometimes the URLs long, but I, I, I have a, like a page dedicated on the website that people can go to to catch up on past episodes as well. And, and you didn't mention LinkedIn, Robert, I think I know the answer, but what about LinkedIn? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, I had to ask. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It's just that I, I think I met those from our long discussions that it gets me pretty fired up. So I'm trying to make sure I don't get wah. Uh, so that's my are, that's my highlight clip right there that to promote the show. By the way, wah. <laughs> yeah, I, I should give you some other uh, screen grabs from that, but uh, <laughs> get away from the topic. So LinkedIn Live, uh, as you know, it's it's a very hard. Uh, hard time to get access to it. They say that they're in beta mode, but uh, <laughs> at, at the risk of sh shameless promoting, we did a, a talk about this last week and where we gave theories as to why that's so. For me, I, I'm, I'm almost inclined to say it's it's more of a identity uh, problem as to like, do they want it to offer it as a paid service or as a free service? I mean, we already know that like for folks that want to the stream on Facebook Live or YouTube, there's no fees involved. So that it's almost as if like, well, they already have like a, a paid feature on LinkedIn. Maybe they may may want to offer it, maybe not. So I, I, I feel that as part of that is the, is the question is whether if they have everything in their ducks in order to be able to, to present it, whether it's a paid or not. On top of that, uh, in, <laughs> in talking with the, the, the folks in LinkedIn, they they said that uh, in reading in between the lines that you'd at least need to have at least a thousand, if not people you're connected to or followers, as well as having content that you post of uh, videos in LinkedIn as as being really engaging to be able to be on their radar. And I'll admit I, I I'm a little bit stubborn in that uh, the people I connect with in LinkedIn are ones that I like to have like uh, that are we're authentically connected either that maybe they know you and that that's how they would uh, reach out to me or maybe they know Matt or we've, we met each other at a prior event. But for those that just kind of come out of the blue and then just only connect to them just as a statistic, it didn't really seem right to me. So, um, so I mean, if I kind of play by like what the guidelines are to help increase my chances, I'd probably maybe be in a better position, but I think a lot of it just because of how I view social media as one that's as a, a pure form of authentically connecting with folks and just having meaningful conversation, you know, I, I, I probably might have, might have shot myself in the foot in that way. But at the same time, um, knowing that this, this still in the, mm -hmm. as they say, beta mode, that mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, just trying to like uh, move on as well as to like identifying other ways to be able to, to stream. And that's why it's, it's great that Facebook live and YouTube live yep. or other avenues to be able to do that. And then just to be able to repost it on LinkedIn. Okay. Yep. And, and, 
And, and Matt, do you have any thoughts about uh, LinkedIn in general? I have yeah. a much simpler theory, and that is that live streaming is difficult to do. So if they do turn on live streaming to the masses, the quality of the content might go down because it's hard to do live streaming. Mm -hmm. It's technically easy. You can, you know, set it up pretty, but to do it well, that's mm -hmm. <laughs> a whole other thing. Totally. So I think they might be a little gun shy. Also, when you're streaming, you're really doing a show. You're, tr you're trying to capture someone's attention for usually a long time. And I think people on LinkedIn are there to look at the feed, check out the articles, look at the photos, and they're, they're, they just want short little hits of things. And then if LinkedIn starts to do live streaming all over the place, well, then it's going to be more of a content creator show type of vibe rather than here's what I did at work. Here's my credential I just got. Here's a cool article about my industry. Here's an article and here's what I think of it. Like that's what's on LinkedIn now. So they might be worried that the quality might go down and that it'll change the vibe of the whole service. But who knows? I'm not LinkedIn. I'm, I can only look from far and speculate. Between the two answers um, is a lot of insight there and a lot of, of thought. And, and I agree with both. So, so to Robert's point, I agree, Robert. Keep it real. Be you. Authentic. I teach LinkedIn to my clients and I tell them, especially back in the day, most people had an unwritten rule. They, they wanted to have met the person they're connecting with before connecting with them. I will say, Robert, that has changed. And I tell my clients that yeah. most people, including myself, have loosened up those rules. Um, but I don't agree with the channel having that as a benchmark for allowing people to, to, to broadcast because you could be the best and you are one of the best um, live streamers in the country, but hey, you know, you, you keep your, your connections uh, to a minimum because you want to have met them in person. I like what Matt says, and I never thought of that, that LinkedIn to me is a business social network. And if I'm an employer, it, first of all, you know, you don't want to think that your employees are going on LinkedIn to watch an hour long show or a half an hour long show. And, and LinkedIn is primarily for business. Yeah. So if they're doing those long shows, they might, they would have to think, okay, when is our audience going to be watching them? And we don't want to alienate our audience, which is businesses who have big budgets in our advertising, who might be afraid that their employees are getting too caught up watching, you know, long, long form video on the platform. So there's a lot of, I think, moving parts to this and, and, to, to be continued, I suppose, over time. I, I find it a little bit of a distraction on LinkedIn, all the, the long form video. I'd rather go elsewhere for it, like YouTube, or, or go listen to a podcast, et cetera. Go ahead, Robert. So a couple of things that I, I think, at least addressing the, the long form um, material, I know that there's some marketing materials that LinkedIn have released where they would try to position LinkedIn Live as a solution for like for virtual events, especially now with, with COVID and everything like mm -hmm. that. But that's probably as a way to address the concerns that, well, you know, who's going to like watch long form content on, on LinkedIn, just to Matt's point, that it's just more like boom, 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 like short set. So it's almost as if, well, okay, if we present examples of, of a long form that makes sense, 
you know, I, I think that's probably what they may may do as to like, okay, you know, if you're look if you're trying to uh, cater towards a, a professional a business environment and and to your audience, LinkedIn may be an option. Hey, we got this uh, tool that you can uh, provide a virtual event. You can use LinkedIn Live. So, uh, my my I surmise that that's probably part of the solution in terms of uh, addressing how does this fit without ruining the the vibe that they're trying to establish with what they have existing. So, but mm -hmm. it, it, to your point, it remains to be seen as to if they would proceed that down that path or not. Mm -hmm. So, so generally speaking, Matt, um, in terms of non verbose Wednesdays, non web development, social media in general, what's your favorite channel? What, where do you like to hang and just enjoy yourself when you're online? Um, in terms of social media? Well, I run around in the woodworking crowd. I have a, ah. another YouTube channel called Awesome Wood Things. Love that. Uh, that's a crazy bunch, let me tell you. Uh, so I'm on the Facebook groups ah. around woodworking. And um, a lot of people inspire me. I mean, marketing too. I love marketing. I love learning about marketing. So I'll do the Gary V. I'll do Seth yep. Godin. Oh, geez. Um, Tim Ferriss. Yeah. I, I, I love Chris them. Brogan, Mark Schaefer. And yep. uh, world technology news. I do that for fun too. Like uh, Leo Laporte, he has a network called Twit. I know it's a funny name. It stands for This Week in Tech. Okay. So I follow what's happening at Google, at Microsoft, at Apple, even Netflix and Amazon. And... And LinkedIn, yeah. I like to know from a corporate, like the, the strategy of these social networks, what their goals are, what, what they did that didn't work out well. The world technology news, I, I love it. I just follow yeah. it for fun, yeah. if you can believe it. No, um, I, I sense that about you. you you're a self-admitted geek. <laughs> oh yeah. So 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 you said it early on in the oh, show. Yeah. You no, both it, did. It's in my email. My email address has the word geek in it. I love the word. It's not a uh, derogatory term. It's a term of endearment. Oh, it is in, yeah. in 2020. Absolutely. But I his is another term of endearment. I would say Renaissance man. Based on oh. everything I'm learning about you today, I mean from from woodwork. You have to have a handlebar mustache to be a Renaissance man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You could work on that. <laughs> But from woodworking to world news to, do, to do that. He, I told you he's got everything up his sleeve, up, up his short sleeves. <laughs> I mean, comedy, right? I mean, I've seen you and Robert on verbose Wednesdays. You guys can get carried away. I know. Comedy, comedy is fun if it's natural. I've I tried to do comedy, and let me tell you, warning: comedy, you're either on fire or you're awful. There seems to be no in between. So move cautiously if comedy yes. is your thing, because well, it's a lot harder than you think. I've done a lot of public speaking and, and back in the day to, to be comfortable on stage, I took Toastmasters and we had to give speeches that were, at least we had to try to be funny. And I learned then that speaking in general was hard enough in front of a group, never mind telling jokes. <laughs> Robert. I did an open mic once. It was four did minutes you? I did. Okay. So that was different. Because I'm very comfortable public speaker. I, I but when you're yes. on that stage, all the eyes are on you. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like, I just want to speak in clear sentences and deliver my material. And I did. And it was 
not as good in my mind as it was actually said. It's a lot harder. Well, yeah, you, but you survived. You, you're here to tell the story. Robert, social media, I, again, I, I, because Matt and I haven't met, uh, I, I, I don't think at all, except for tonight, and I've seen you on your show, but I don't follow Matt as much as I will in the future on social media, Matt. Robert, I, I know where you are on social media. I see you almost every day. So I might be able to answer this question for you, but the viewers and listeners don't. What are your favorite social media channels? Where do you hang? What do you like most about social media, et cetera, et cetera? The short answer is yes, uh, but the long, <laughs> the long answer, uh, I know like we virtually cross paths in LinkedIn where we follow each other materials. So it's always a, a great thrill to be able to see the latest posts you have, whether it's videos or, or thought pieces that you have. So uh, I, I tend to, be more of the local boy of just seeing like how others are how others peers are doing on linkedin um instagram is 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 a great way of, of being able to tap into the, my creativity just to see how others are posting whether it's behind the scenes or just uh, just seeing how what others are are posting and uh, try to get some uh, inspiration uh in terms of whatever project i'm working on or whatever uh or maybe like or, or help with uh, with show ideas um because I said Facebook Live, uh, Facebook, just in terms of just engaging with the peers and colleagues. Uh, and anytime I, I get the, a chance to see how, how others are doing, whether they're posting things like thought pieces or, or videos or, or marketing, I, I always enjoy just to, to be able to read and watch and just be able to engage with them just because if, they're, if they spend the time to watch or, or engage the materials on the post, it's only fair to be able to to reciprocate and just uh, share the joy or, or at least to engage in, in healthy dialogue since we can't oh, do it in person. Right. This thing to do it virtually. Props to you, Rob, because I, you are up there at the top of my list for people who engage and, and respond and compliment others and not just, you know, thanks or congrats. You, you take the time to write, you know, a short paragraph or something, and it's always authentic and genuine, and that's how you do it, man. And I give you props for that. Um, I would, most Wednesday, just being because I tend to be a little verbose. <laughs> <laughs> You're verbose um, in a good way um, in front of the camera, online, and I always appreciate your comments, and I know you do that with a lot of people, so, so thank you for being for being you. Can either of you, um, whoever presses the button first gets to answer this, um, name a brand or you named some people already, Matt, but any brands, any ads you've seen lately, anything in marketing that jumps out at you that's been especially good lately or that you think do what they do really well? That's that's a tough question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, any uh, any food, restaurants, airlines, uh, you walk outside down the street, any stores. I don't know if any brands jump out like it should. Uh, I, I know, like in terms of like YouTube programming, I know that in there's a program called Hot Ones with uh, Sean Evans, where he interviews folks or celebrities with the theme of uh, feeding them hot, spicy wings. Uh, Although I know they say that the wings are, are more of a, a more of a, uh, a, a lure, but I love the way how they really prepare their questions in, in terms of in engaging with the, the guests that they have there. So, so a lot, lot, so I take great joy watching that just to be able to 
to learn like the type of uh, questions they ask and how they engage and try to pick up clues on that. So that, that would be the first thing that just jumped to my mind. Okay. Yep. I like marketing that's clean. That doesn't have a lot of uh, like Apple for love them or hate mm. them. Apple is a good marketer. Uh, I like watches. So the Casio G-Shock brand has a very well done marketing aesthetic that's that's very clean, very zoomed up, not much distraction. Um, but for video, I love the distraction. I love putting things in front of the camera and you know <laughs> doing you, different things. You've taught me something today, Matt. You have taught oh boy. me. Something. <laughs> I've got plenty more, so we should connect. <laughs> and about the the G Shock, you know, I used to love and I, I still do like watches. I, oh, where is mine? I took it off to watch. I, I just have a Fitbit now, which I love. I love my Fitbit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I used to buy a ton of watches when watches really were a thing, you know, before smartwatches and technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and when, so run, I'm a runner and runner's watches, uh, you know, the, the running watches came out. And um, I'm trying to think what the Timex, uh, I can't even think of the name of them, but it was Timex had a line of running watches that I would buy. But the G-Shock, where I'm going with this, the G-Shock, I never bought one, but I always looked at it and said, wow. admired the aesthetic and how cool it looked and modern and in the colors. And you have what, a white one? Uh, well, I have the rare one that you can only buy in Japan. I had them put this on a boat and ship it oh, to geez. America because this has the, the white background uh, the yeah. ones in America, it's the black face and the numbers are hollow. So the numbers are white. That's the common one. I got okay. the Japan only one. So, but th they came out in the 80s. They've kept this square yeah. version. They call this, even though it's not a square, they call it the square for short. It looks exactly like it did in the 80s. It's the same stance. Yeah, and that's why it, jumped, it, it appeals to me. I and 80s that was one. the best decade. I don't care what anyone says. 80s rule. Yeah, new wave. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I go back uh, longer than you, Matt, uh, into the 70s, 60s, and yeah. I was born in the 50s. So 70s um, was a lot of fun. A lot 70s of, I, was, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, 10 years old in the 70s. But the 80s, what, uh, that's what the teenage years, so... I'm, see, I'm 10 years ahead of you, I think. Okay. The 80s yeah. for me was New York and new wave music and nightclubs. And, oh, and yeah. that's where I got my start in marketing, too, in Manhattan. You know, bright lights, big city. <laughs> but oh, we yeah. digress. Robert, yeah. did I yeah. over... You have to answer that question. Or did you already? Um, well, brands... So I, so oh, my, you mentioned my... the, the, the video. You mentioned... Uh, oh. <laughs> The video show and it, but while matt and i were talking any other brands or people you want to name mention who, who stand oh. out in terms of marketing oh man I, i'm having like a really bad case of the mental freeze i know there's probably a bunch in around my head but I, i'm just drawing a blank although uh i know like one thing that the share is that uh uh a colleague uh john kovaleski and matt and i yeah john is the man i mentioned earlier in the show yes Maybe it was when we were off, off, uh, hadn't started recording yet, but go ahead. Right. And we've been, we worked together in keeping this uh, a Facebook group page called Live Streaming Friends Together. And it's, it's just a, a great way of uh, having other people that either have done the, the workshop program that we've done or just really uh, into live streaming. And it's, it's a great way to engage others, either to help each other out to grow or at least to uh, sh share what, what we know. In, in the live streaming community. And so I'm drawing a blank of, of some of the members there, but just being able to, to engage with them and see how they're growing or, 
or help them out has been a, a great source source of joy to, to see them uh, interact and I think a great way, especially now that you know we're all kind of uh, hunkered down. Yeah, and being hunkered down. Yeah. Hey, let me ask it before I introduced you at the top of the show. I mentioned the pandemic and the coronavirus crisis, and I don't think we've talked about it much, if at all. Um, in let, I'm going to start winding down the show now, but let me ask a few few personal questions, if you don't mind. How were each of you doing during the pandemic, and how has life changed for you? And uh, what can can you tell me about your respective professional and personal lives that you want to share with everybody? Uh, uh, do you want to go counterclockwise? Either, either one of you, whoever wants to press the button first. <laughs> go ahead, uh, Robert. Sure. So, I mean, I, I know like uh, when friends ask me, I'm, I'm pretty candid. I mean, it, it did uh, affect me greatly in that because of the pandemic, I, I've lost a lot of work, whether it's uh, working with uh, either potential clients or even have to turn away uh, work just for the fact that uh, because I'm working from home and I live in a, like a, a two family duplex and my parents live on the, on the first floor. So I, I just can't really take the chance to be able to, to, to work outside the home just because just the priorities that they keep them safe. So, of course. so yeah, so the, the adjustment has been just to, to do everything remotely. And, and since like end of last year, since I've been transitioning to the work with, uh, live streaming and, and, and anything related to video production remotely, uh, it just provided a feel to just really learn a little bit more, not just only the technical aspect, but just how things work in front of the camera, behind the camera. And so, uh, so it's, 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 uh, it's strange to say that it's, uh, it's been an eye opener and just trying to find innovative ways to try to, uh, to continue to, to grow or to learn, to progress, to be a better person to professionally and personally. So, um, so yeah, it's just a matter just a series of adjustments and just, uh, trying to make the, the best of the situation as well as just trying to find ways to, to be helpful and to be engaging. Um, that's, I guess that's the best way I can provide the cliff note version of it. Yeah. And Matt, how, how have you been doing? I will share that my web development full-time day job is with an education publisher that serves the kindergarten through 12th grade. And, you know, could there be a more stable market, you know, a public school, but yes, even public schools were affected. So they did furlough a lot of people and brought almost everyone back. I was not furloughed. Thankfully, they did reduce my pay for a, a, a long stretch. I was only, I was 20% reduction in pay. And frankly, if I get out of this with just that, I will be very thankful because many people were hit very hard. But I am full-time work at home. I've always been full-time work at home for a, a while now. And it hasn't impacted me much because there was no major shift. I'm, my workstation's still my workstations. I work yeah. here in this yeah. spot all day long. <laughs> um, and I created a course right when this whole thing started of how to be awesome on YouTube. And the course is called Be Awesome on YouTube. And what better way to get through the pandemic is to learn video because mm -hmm. everyone is using this as an opportunity to do things video because they can't meet in person. And I have it basically free. I have 32 lessons for free. Now there are three lessons that are 
a one-time small $15 premium. But besides those, you can get the whole course for free. And it's at, if I can plug, it's you can. at the- uh, I'm looking them up to myself. Allthingsyoutube.com. Yeah. And that, that has been helpful because um, I've got a lot of people signed up and several people, you know, bought the premium stuff too. Nice. And why not? It's a little bit here, a little bit there. That's yeah. what you got oh, yeah. to do nowadays. Diversify. Diversify the, gig, the income. <laughs> the gig economy. Matt. Get the side hustle going, people. <laughs> well, that's what the pandemic has, has done. You guys, I mean, you, you really... You, piv you, you pivoted during the pandemic as necessary, and, and um, you're, you're pointing out that, you know, we're, we're kind of all in this together, as, as they say, and it has, the pandemic accelerated the, the pace, the adop adoption of technology, and, and those who haven't or hadn't um, jumped on the social media bandwagon, the, the technology bandwagon, the video bandwagon prior to the pandemic, I'm sure they've been scrambling to now, like you say, Matt, learn the skills they need to on YouTube, learn live streaming, Robert, which you do so, so well on, on Facebook and YouTube, and, and learn how to communicate online because a lot of that even post-pandemic is going to stick, is my guess. You know, a lot of people, companies have realized working from home, hey, it might make sense long term, you know, less of a commute. Uh, savings in terms of gas, savings in terms of real estate, and hey, maybe our employees' companies are saying are working even more hours at home, getting more done. So it's a win-win, and and so technology was, is what makes it all possible: social media, video, audio, etc. Et Let's um, wind down, guys. I really, really appreciate it, Matt and Robert. Let everybody know how they can reach you individually how they can watch verbose Wednesdays, whatever you want to say in your closing remarks, if you will, please take, take time as much time as you want. Both, both of you individually tell, tell people how they can follow you, watch you hold up those, uh, those <laughs> props, Matt, get, get them all right. You want me to do a couple now? Yeah. So I ahead. have a, I have a group on Facebook called all things YouTube. So you can go, that's free, join the group and you can ask questions and even answer questions. Answering questions is fun. And, you know, I, I love to teach. And guess what? I learn a lot while I teach. And when you answer questions, it's like, it's like teaching. So yeah, you can go there, allthingsyoutube.com. That'll get you to my YouTube channel. It'll get you to the YouTube group. It'll get you to the course. I have a Patreon, Patreon, all things YouTube. People who uh, sign up for Patreon can ask me questions directly. I need to look into that. I've learned so much from you, Matt, today. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. Definitely get on the group. That's free. That costs you nothing. <laughs> all things YouTube. Yeah, I have uh, all all of these things are channels or shows that I do. This is a big channel I have. I have uh, almost eight thousand subscribers on. Also, if you want to watch eight thousand and one because I followed you today. Sweet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I do some other piano. Awesome. I played my piano and, and you, you know the piano too. I told you, Renaissance man. I've been a year and a half. I've been teaching myself through an well, an app. I bought an app on the iPhone, and it's teaching me how to. What do you pad. do, man? Jeez, amazing. Well, it was the next creative thing because I'm a creative person. Yeah, yeah. And I've mastered the visual space. I've been in, you know, doing book illustrations all my life, 
And then I've been doing uh, video editing for yep. 10, 12 years. And I'm like, what's yep. the next thing? Music. There <laughs> so, you go. Boom. So I would go. Yeah. So that's so, how you can find me. So Thank Robert, you. Matt's a tough act to follow. Tell, tell us uh, all your different places to, to find you and, and follow you. And where can people jump in and, and engage with Robert Lee? Well, uh, the key thing's simple, and plus my handwriting, uh, to put it mildly, is not uh, legible. I thought I'd make it easier for everyone so that if folks want to try to reach me, uh, the best way to do it is ah, they can, love it. They can send an email to me at robertlshallallowproductions.com. If, if people want to see the uh, prior episodes of Verbose Wednesday, they can go to the website up on the tab under – um, I think news and media, they click on there. There's a tab for Verbose Wednesday. They can go there or they can go to the YouTube channel. All the social media icons are at the homepage so that people can find it. So I thought it'd just be easier to, to refer them to the website and they, they can go there. Um, <laughs> it you guys be are amazing. <laughs> you are a dynamic duel. I mean, you, you have, if it's not one thing, you have another thing up your sleeve. And, and that's why you guys have this great show called Verbose Wednesdays that everybody should tune into, follow, subscribe to, watch, engage with Matt Haas and Robert Lee. You guys, thank you. I can't thank you enough. I think it's been a great hour or so, maybe hour plus of conversation. And I hope you've gained, uh, by the time everybody watches this long episode, I hope you've gained a lot of uh, new fans. You certainly deserve a huge following, each of you. I've learned a lot from each of you. Do you have something else to show, Robert? That you had something in your hand there. I'm getting a, uh, a coaster. Um, my brother, had, oops, I got upside down. Let's try that again. There we go. Uh, you know, if people want to drop me a line, just uh, let me know where they want to mail it. Uh, all they have to do is send me an email, and I'll certainly send you one if, if you're interested, uh, Bob. <laughs> yeah. So email Robert and and peace and love. You know, that's Ringo Starr's thing, peace and love. If you like woodworking, I, I give these out for free. Just tell me where to ship it. I'll ship anywhere in the world if you want. Awesome wood thing sticker. I can't compete with Matt and Robert. My <laughs> audience is going to like transition to, to following Matt and, and Robert because oh, Bob on, doesn't Matt. have anything to give out for free. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The next show... I may have some props because I've learned from Matt Haas and, and Robert <laughs> Lee. These guys are amazing. Folks, thanks for listening to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. I appreciate you tuning into the podcast and, and watching us via YouTube and wherever else I get to share this, this ridiculously awesome video and, and podcast with both Matt and Robert. Two great guys, wealth of knowledge, both of them. And thank you, Matt. Thank you, Robert. Thanks to all my listeners and viewers, and we'll talk to you again. We'll see you again soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.